Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I'm your host, Jesper Rivers, and we release a new episode of the show every Monday. Now, in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, before we dive into today's episode, make sure to register for our upcoming training called More Listings, Higher Profits. This training is free, it's open to all hosts, but specifically designed for people who want to grow their hosting business. So go to www.strlegends.com register and grab your free seat and let's get ready to learn. So that is strlegends.com register. See you on the training. Now let's dive into today's episode of The Host Show. Welcome to episode number 444 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Now, today, I'm super excited to record this podcast for multiple reasons. Number one, we have an uh, amazing guest on the show who's, uh, who's building a really cool company that I'm really excited about. But also, I'm using a new microphone, uh, the same one that uh, Joe Rogan is using. So I'm, uh, we're, tr- we're trying to really up our game with the production of the, of the podcast. So uh, I hope this sounds good. I hope the audio is good. I probably have to make some adjustments when it comes to all the settings and the levers that I can now play with. But um, let's uh, let's just get into it. Uh, today, I am here with Derek Barker. He is the CEO of Nectar, which is a marketplace for real estate cash flow. And we're going to get into what exactly that means. So without further ado, Derek, welcome to the show. Thanks. Nice to, you know, thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, I think you guys are doing something really cool in uh, in the space, and I think uh, you know there's a lot of opportunity in in short-term rentals going forward. I know there's a lot of investors that want to get involved, and uh, you guys are kind of connecting the investor with the with the short-term rental manager or the short-term rental operator, which is really awesome. So let's uh, let's dive into it. Um, let's give us a give us a bit more detail on what what Nectar exactly uh, is. Yeah, sure, sure. So I'll give you first like a quick back, like a quick background of my background to tell you how I got into Nectar. And then we can dive like wholeheartedly into like what Nectar does. I'm a serial entrepreneur, but I've been a real estate guy my whole like adult life. After exiting a, a venture uh, my junior year in college, I started buying real estate down here in Atlanta when I was in college. And I, I did a quick stint on Wall Street where I, I traded structured products for a big bank. Uh, but then after a few years of that, I built my portfolio to about 500 units. Uh, and I was at a turning point. I decided to come back home to Atlanta. Uh, my neighborhood was super hard hit by the financial crisis. Like we had blighted apartments all over. Um, and I came and created a, a business out of buying these really you know, messed up apartment complexes that were distressed. And then putting a bunch of money into them, turning them around, bringing resources, and I became a turnaround specialist. Built that to almost 5,000 units all throughout the country. And my partner, Brittany, 
within that portfolio started a short-term rental portfolio. They had about 125 short-term rentals, uh, mostly in the Southeast, and uh, but also in the Southern Cal- California area. That was my real estate you know, background. So I learned a, pretty early on how to build a fast-growing and operate a fast-growing real estate business. So that's in, you know, fast forward that to 2019, there was as much distress around. I was looking for something else. And then the global pandemic happens, uh, which like everybody got hit by that. But we really, for us, the biggest problem was financing market shutdown. It was difficult for us to get equity capital because we were raising LP equity to do our new deals. And we mostly did apartment complexes. But after a dip, our short-term rental portfolio was on fire. I mean, it was different. We were doing longer-term stays and everything, but we really got to the point where we're hitting record revenues and record profits month over month. So we came up with the concept in order to finance ourselves of packaging our cash flow into a security, selling it to investors, and using that capital to go and buy our next deal. And that's how Nectar was born. We took that infrastructure, that framework, and we built a marketplace to allow any real estate entrepreneur who has any short-term rental operator who's experienced, who has like who has the serious you know, management operations in place to be able to sell a portion of their future income on their stabilized properties in order to get non-dilutive cash upfront that they can use to hire staff, to buy a new property, to build their portfolio on uh, whatever way they see fit. So quite a story. You, you got there. Uh... And congrats on all the on the successes that you've uh, achieved. Sounds like uh, you've absolutely crushed it with some, with your previous businesses. So that's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we had a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I know all about it. I was a trader in the financial markets in 2009 as well. I remember I came back from holiday on a men- Monday morning, and uh, my boss came up to me and he's like, uh, "Yo, I've got uh, uh, some uh, announcements for you here." You know, Lehman Brothers just went bankrupt and, and we bought a, uh, I can't remember how much it was, but millions of dollars of, of, uh, of stocks from them. Um, yeah. And you're going you're gonna to have to like trade out of that portfolio the next few days. That's that was like <laughs> when I come back from, from holiday, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that was fun. Yeah. Uh, similar stories. I was trading structured products. So, you know, like the. Yeah, 2009, 2010, 2011, it was a lot of exciting, interesting, a lot of interesting trading going on. Fortunately, I missed the 2008 crisis. I was still in, in school then, so I didn't see the worst of it, but I did see the aftermath. Awesome, man. Well, let's, uh, let's get a little bit more into, into the details. There's one, one thing that you guys are, are solving is you know, it's hard to get funding. If you buy like a, a home where you live in, then you can get a traditional mortgage. But if you want to buy a place and rent it out on Airbnb, like if you just walk into a bank and say, hey, guys, I want to borrow some money, buy this home and rent it out on Airbnb, probably not going to fly, right? So there's some other options like Harmony Lenders or you know Personal Network and stuff like that. But it's not easy. Did you guys kind of recognize that when, when you started this, this business? Yeah, we did. I mean, it was that's why we're starting really with short-term rentals, even though we've did short-term rentals and we've had apartments and single family, but we're starting here because that's where the financing is toughest. But you make a lot of cash flow, right? For for the asset value. You make tons of cash flow. So it, you know, there's a disconnect with the market there. And like what just to be clear, what we do is we are not a mortgage lender. So you're still gonna have to go out and get your mortgage for 65, 75% LCV, whatever the bank will give you. And of course, they're going to you know, ding you, even though like, you know, you're because you're doing short term rentals. We come in for the capital like you can use our capital 
for down payment money. So say you have a property, so you have a couple of properties and you're making $10,000 a month in net cash flow after your mortgage. We allow you to sell, you know, if you're if you go through and you're top decile and you have great management in place and you've gone through an awesome program like Legends X or something and you're you're really tip-top shape, uh, your top decile will let you sell up to 65% of that monthly cash flow. So say you're making 10,000 a month, we do go through the underwriting, you sell $6,500 a month, we'll wire you $150,000 in exchange for that $6,500 a month income stream. And you can use that money as a down payment. You can use it to hire a staff and use the rest of it to, you know, add a pool to the back, kind of use flexible capital. And it's not, it, in most circumstances, it's non-recourse. Uh, we don't look at your debt to income ratio. We're just looking at your property, how it performs, your actual systems, and how good an operator you are. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love that you can, that you have that flexibility to invest in a team member or, you know, just upgrade, do, rest, you know, refurbishment stuff like that. Yeah, we also just to, in, in terms of some other kind of important details is this is something where there's no like it's, it's we work with you. We're a partner that works with you. So like there's no hard default. If you have say you sold that sixty five hundred dollar month, you're making ten thousand a month. Say you have slow season come through and I don't know, you know, COVID spikes and you have a bad month. You make five thousand dollars this month or something. It's not like you're, you know, if you've got, if you went and you got a loan from a bank, then it's game over. You're in default. For us, it, we're flexible. We get that there's seasonality. We'll take that, you know, that Delta. So you sold a 6,500, you made 5,000. We'll take that $1,500 Delta. We'll add it to next month so that you can, you know, have that fluctuation. Yeah. There are teeth. If you miss three payments in a 12 month period, then we have some, you know, then we have some rights and we can, you know, get into, you know, kind of those details. We know how it is to be an operator and we're here to be a partner to provide resources and, you know, to help you achieve, you know, the goals that you have for your portfolio. Yeah. That's awesome. So you mentioned that we can borrow like 65% of the revenue, right? How do you calculate like the, the payments in terms of like paying back the loan and also the, the interest? How's the interest calculated? Yeah. So I, I got it. One thing has to just be clear is that we are not a loan. It's not a, a loan or traditional loan. There is no interest rate or maturity. We are allowing you to assign, to sell a portion of your net cash flow. And that's pretty important because that means that if you already have a mortgage in place, we don't take a lien to your property. So your lender, you know, we're invisible to your mortgage lender. You know, we allow you to sell a portion of your net cash flow. So, and we're underwriting the net cash flow that you are generating. You look at your revenue over the past, say, couple of years. You look at your utilities, taxes, insurance, mortgage, and you're looking at what's net of that. Um, you know, what's net of those? You know, turnover costs, and look at what's net of that. And that's the portion um, of your revenue that you can sell. We make sure, like, and we give you. We look at eight different criteria, how we, you know, kind of judge the underlying cash flow, like length of the cash flow and the strength of the cash flow, the strength of the market, what your underwriting, what your operating systems look like, your reviews. We look at all of these things to judge how high quality and how stable that cash flow is, because that's what we're counting on. We're counting on you having stable cash flows or increasing cash flows. And we're set up where you keep the upside. So if you go from making $10,000 a month, you sell some of your cash flow to us, you improve your property. Now you're making $12,000 a month. You keep that upside. We get, we get our $6,500 a month income stream. Got it. Okay. So that income stream that you're buying, that is that doesn't have like an end date or something. That's just like- It does. It's a three-year term. So that's a, ah, that's okay. a good question. 
So like we we do one to five year terms, but the bulk of like of what we've done, I think we've done three year terms for everything but one. We've done one five year term, um, but like the majority of what we do are three year terms where you sell a portion of your cash flow. Three years from now, you get your cash flow back. Got it. We go on, we go on about our way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just an example. Let's make up some numbers here just to make it easier to understand for people. So let's say I'm making like ten thousand a month and. Uh, I want to borrow like a hundred thousand dollars, right? What would roughly be that monthly payment based on that free year term? You're making about ten thousand dollars a month, and you are one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, and you want to get a hundred thousand dollars up front. First of all, if you're making about ten thousand dollars a month, we can get you roughly one fifty up to one fifty, maybe even a little bit more, kind of depending on various factors, depending on, you know, how high quality you are, how long, how much experience you have, you know, how long you've been in the market, you know, you, how your ratings and reviews are. You know, but if you wanted to do a hundred thousand dollars, you know, that payment would be closer to four thousand dollars a month just over four thousand dollars a month somewhere in that somewhere in that range four thousand forty two hundred something in that range yeah okay do you know what like if you calculate that if you say okay well four thousand a month it's like forty eight thousand a year roughly times three so we're looking at like just doing this out of of the top of my head like looking at one hundred and forty four thousand in total if you calculate that interest rate do you know what I'm saying? Like, what what kind of yeah. rate? I think that's a uh, that's a better that's a better question I can answer more quickly. The implied interest rates. So, like, I want to just clarify, and like, I, I have to say this: these aren't loans uh, because they have to they can't be loans for because all your properties are going to have mortgages on them, and your lenders aren't going to want you to have a loan. This is taking the place of, say, LP equity if you're going to raise money from investors. Yeah. Um, so that's the place in the capital stack. But the implied interest rate is going to be somewhere between, let's say, 11 and 17 percent, depending on like how much you want, how high quality this, you know, stable your cash flow is, everything else. So 11, 12, 13 percent, that's more expensive than a mortgage. But this isn't a mortgage. We don't have recourse. You know, we don't we don't have a lien on your property, um, but it's way cheaper than if you got brought up an equity partner. Yeah, uh, that's how I think about it. Yeah. 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 Thank you for clarifying that. That That's kind of what I wanted to get an idea of, like, uh, of, of how that would work. So awesome, man. Like you, you mentioned, you've done quite a few of these, of these, uh, these deals already. Like what, what is being, what's your experience being in? What, what are people you typically using the money for? Yeah. So we have three, you know, broad customer types. We have managers, we have arbitragers and you know a lot of arbitragers don't have a lot of different financing options and we have owners a lot of the owners have been using the financing to either put a down payment on another property to improve their property we've had people you know as i said we had a, a guy who wanted to add a pool um and he could keep operating this property you know he and he sold the cash off of three properties he added a pool in one of them and kept them up kept it up and that worked out but you know we we had a guy bring in a manager who wanted to hire business development people. And then, you know, he was going to apartments. He was a manager for apartments and doing short-term rentals there. And a lot of the apartments would say, yeah, we do it, but we're not going to put up the money for furniture. So he basically used our funds to front the money for furniture so he can continue to grow his management contracts. We've had, you know, various like ways to, to grow. 
a lot, some of the arbitragers or some of the owner or some of the managers want to own the property, underlying properties, and they use their income coming from their current portfolio that they, where they don't own uh, to get a down payment to put them down on a property where they do own. So that's a lot of, you know, a lot of what, you know, a lot of what people have used vast majority of people either buying or improving their property or bringing on some team members that are going to help their business really continue to take off. That's what the vast majority of the people are using the capital for. Yeah. And now what about the other side of this? Like if I have like a couple million dollars and I'm looking, looking to get into short-term rentals, but I don't want to, you know, find a property, buy it, find a manager. I could go to you and say like, Hey, I'll buy some of those, some of those revenue streams. Exactly. Exactly. So like we have we have a pretty, you know, we, we have a you know $12 million worth of kind of capital that's come in from investors uh, who are looking to do just like passive income streams that are backed by vetted, experienced professional operators. And the one of the huge benefits to investors is, is compounding. Um, so in, instead of getting the instead of a loan. Or instead of buying a property where you get a little money every month relative to how much you buy, and then you get all your money back at the end. So if you put a, if you put hundred thousand dollars and buy a, a, a REIT or even a property, you'll get a little money, five seven thousand dollars a year, and then at the end, three four years down the line, you get all your money back plus appreciation. This doesn't work like that. You put up hundred thousand dollars and you get an income stream of thirty forty thousand dollars a year, where you can every month you get a big distribution. And what the vast majority of our investors do is reinvest that into buying new cash flows every month. This way, you let the power of compound interest really work for you. You build more and more, a bigger and bigger and bigger income stream. Uh, so we have people that want to reinvest all their distributions for the first two or three years. And then by then, they'll have an 80% cash on cash income stream coming in. Uh, and, and, and that way, you know, you're able to compound much quicker than a 5 or 7% type cash on cash that comes with most investments out there. Yeah. You're backed by super experienced real estate operators in a growing space. Yeah. What's the process like for, for somebody? If somebody's listening right now, um, somebody's interested, what does the process look like? Is there like an application procedure or something like that? Super fast application. You go on our website, you enter in your information. Uh, you know, we, we, of course, look at your financials, we look at your OTA links, uh, we might have, and then we'll give you a quote, we can give you a quote in a day, within, we say 48 hours, we try to do between 24 hours, we just have to be realistic. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, things build up, but within 48 hours, we'll tell you how much money that you can that you'll have. And then we do, like, we just verify that the things that you told us was true, we look at your bank statements, of course, which you can, you know, just plug into our system to your accounting software or whatever. And then we can get you funds in a matter of a week. You know, it's a pretty quick process. It's pretty painless. If you have everything in order, it can be, you know, you know, Monday, you can, you know, have the application in and Wednesday or Thursday, you can have the funds in your account. Wow. That's very fast. That's definitely faster than going to the bank. Definitely faster than going to the bank. It's more expensive, but it's faster and it's more flexible. And we're a part, look, I built a real estate business bootstrapped from the ground up. And sometimes you need cash, <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes there's an opportunity that's there and you want to grab the opportunity. I've underwritten hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe over billions of dollars worth of real estate. We have our underwriting you know, processes and systems in place. It shouldn't take long as long as we can see it, verify it, make sure that everything checks out, then, you know, we should be able to get that capital out to you. Yeah. 
Sweet man, sweet. So what's the what's the website where where people can can apply? Yeah, I'll I'll add a, a, a link specifically for your viewers to our uh, to the show notes. We, any of your viewers, we have a wait list right, right now of uh, kind of operators that you know we that sometimes bills intra month and then we clear it by the end of the month. I'll make sure that you all get to the top of the wait list if you use this link. Uh, but you can go to mynectar.co, m-y-n-c-t-a-r.co, mynectar.co. You can apply there. And you can, you know, go through the process. You can get an instant estimate of how much we think we can get you. You send in your information. We'll give you an actual quote in a matter of 48 hours. Sweet, sweet. That's awesome. So mynectar.co is the is the URL. Exactly, exactly. Awesome, man. Let's, uh, let's talk a, bit, a little bit more about the sort of the general, the opportunity that exists in the short-term rental market right now and where you think, the industry is kind of going and, and, you know, you have so much experience in, in real estate, you've built these businesses, you've, you know, you understand short-term rentals, you're talking to investors, you're talking to professional hosts. What are your thoughts on like this year, 2022? We're not going back to 2019 is what I think. So like, and by that, what I mean is people are just living differently. We shifted the vast majority of our portfolio to more longer term stays. And I think that that's a trend that's going to continue in 2022. We're going to see, you know, these different kind of niche groups that want to travel and be in a space for a week, a month or three months. I I really, I, I believe in that trend. The flight to secondary and tertiary kind of cities, like the vacation rental type spots, like I don't see that abating this year. I don't know if it's going to stay as hot as it is now forever, but the pressures that have pushed us from, you know, having like um, uh, where short-term rentals are have like really the demand has gone to those, you know, secondary and uh, tertiary markets. I think they're still here uh, and you're going to continue to see uh, like performance there. Uh, and I think that right now quality operations and people who are providing good hospitality and good customer service and, and have like quality team and, you know, they're going to outperform. I think the gap in performance is going to grow, uh, you know, just like as the field matures, uh, as the people out there that are investing in their business that are getting better and better, they're going to reap the benefits of that investment uh, as the industry itself just matures and institutionalized and professionalizes. And that's something that we want to be a part of. We want to be a part of investing and empowering the new wave of entrepreneurs that are institutional, that are professionalizing this market, because we really believe that that's the future. Uh, the future is people that take this seriously as a business. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, t- I couldn't agree more. Uh, one thing that I noticed, yeah, I just stayed at three different Airbnbs in the last week. And I'm, I'm noticing even in myself, like I have higher expectations than let's say like five or 10 years ago, right? Because then back then the mentality was like, well, you know, I'm staying in somebody's home. Like, what can you expect? You know, if I have a bed and, you know, if the Wi-Fi works, then, you know, I'm pretty happy, right? Exactly. Versus now, like, like you said, like as the industry is maturing, like the, the expectations on the guest side go up. And so you can't really get away with providing a, me- a mediocre experience anymore. Exactly. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, which means investing in your business, which is why we kind of exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what are you, what are you seeing on the investor side? Do, do you see any changes over the last three years, 
you know, since uh, since the pandemic started? Uh, so for our investors, a lot of our investors are interested in the space, but they're not like um, professionals in the space. Like they don't, uh, they aren't like deeply knowledgeable. They aren't hospitality investors. They aren't traditional real estate investors. Uh, some of them are, some of them definitely are, but more of them are people who they see that this space is, is professionalizing. They see that there are great returns here. Uh, and they want to be able to, you know, get, you know, become a part of that and have a stable investment that, you know, they can take lots of like risks. They can go buy crypto. You can go buy stock. There are lots of things where you can take a lot of, you know, upside risk. But people want something. There aren't as many options where you can buy something that's stable, that's diversified, and where it's completely passive, where we do the work of all the vetting and like, you know, basically use our you know, past years of experience to make sure that this cash flow, uh, this income stream is secure. Um, and, and one one note about our investors. So like our investors are not buying any individual person's cash flow. We are taking a dozen or a couple of dozen individual cash flow agreements and packaging to them together into a pool and then selling a fractional ownership of that pool to investors. So investors buy into a pool of a dozen diversified operators who are well vetted uh, so that any one hiccup that one person has in one month doesn't, doesn't really hurt them that much. So that's kind of something that we're seeing from our investors. They like this structure and how it just decreases the risk. And because it decreases the risk, it gives you, the operator, cheaper source of capital where you can fund yourself and you keep all the upside. You don't have to give a ownership of your property to an investor. Yeah. Awesome, man. La last thing I wanna I wanna touch on. Uh, since you have such a entrepreneurial experience, I know a lot, a lot of people that are listening to this podcast, especially the the students in our in our program, especially Legends X. The biggest thing that they are struggling with is is really the entrepreneurial side, right? The hospitality side is something that a lot of hosts have done really really well. You look at the listings; they're amazing. They're getting five star reviews and everything. It's it's like building a team. It's building the systems, right? That's where people struggle with. So I wanted to just quickly pick your brain on on that, since you, you're such a, a successful entrepreneur. What are some tips that you have for people that are just starting out? They have a couple of units and they really want to grow a business. Okay, so like so you're already in the business. You have a couple of units. You want to grow. Firstly, I'd say congratulations. You've taken the first and biggest step, which is to get out there and start doing it. Like. There's lots to learn. The fact, like you can look at all the YouTube videos and do all that stuff, uh, but nothing is nothing like getting out there and hanging your shingle and like being and opening up the storefront and doing it yourself. Because there are lots of intangible things about you that you need to learn and how you operate and how you become successful. But then once you've done taken that you know initial plunge out there, like it's easy to feel overwhelmed with all the things. Like you start off, it's not just hospitality; it's a business. Like you know, you have. HR, you have taxes, you have like financing, you have all these other things coming at you. And it's easy to like be running around with your hair on fire. <laughs> I'd say like, you have to get out of the habit. One of the first habits to break is the habit of, I can't do invest in my business, or I can't do something to take things off my plate because I'm too busy doing the things that are on my plate. Like that's, that's, it's not, it doesn't work. <laughs> like you have to say, okay, well, maybe I'm going to, it's like, if, if it seems like things are on fire and there are fires everywhere. Some fires, it's okay to let burn a little bit while you like construct 
you know, like the fire hose, like, you know, where you like, I'm stretching this metaphor, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I love know, it. it's okay to like, fit right down. Like if there's something that you're doing over and over again, that's like takes up a lot of time, figure out how do you make it a list, make a checklist or make some kind of like, this is how I do it. Doesn't have to be perfect. Just something that you can hand to somebody, virtual assistant, an intern, a friend, parent, or ideally a hire that has a lot of experience, uh, but you know, and then say, Hey, take this. And then, then you can iterate on it. But like, then you have to start getting things off your plate, low value things that take up a lot of time. I'd say like, and then when you're thinking about putting together a team quality, if you find like a, like a cleaner, for instance, like someone who's good, get someone who's good, get someone who has experience. Experience is more important than cost. Or someone uh, to an extent, but someone who's going to like actually go in there and make it happen and do the right work and do a good job. If they cost a little bit more, like you're saving money by going, by spending more uh, to get that, you know, high quality. And if you do get them and you get somebody who's like good, wherever they are on your team, love them, <laughs> you know, like treat them well, uh, like, you know, you want to build a culture of like, of like you invest in your team because that way your team will invest in your property and in your business. Uh, which ultimately in, is investing in yourself. Those are, the, I know that's super high level, but like, you know, those are things that if you get that right, you know, find a way to like get things off your plate, get help. And so you can spend your time doing the high value things, building your business, going from five units to seven units, working with, uh, with the groups like us so we can finance you or working with, you know, apply to a Legends X. I, I know I'm, I'm kind of shouting you out here, but like a, apply to some program like this where you can really get uh, some knowledge behind you. Like those investments pay off, you know, invest in yourself. Th those investments pay off uh, a lot, have a high IR ROI. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that, uh, that metaphor that you're using with uh, the fire and the fire hose. It's so typical. Like we see, we see that all the time. And we call those people with the hair on fire. We call those hectic hosts. <laughs> yeah. So it is hectic. <laughs> it can be hectic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I like how you were describing it, like the hair on fire. And it's so typical because it, it seems like a, I think it's like a catch 22 is what you call it, where it's like, I'm really, really busy. So I don't have time to hire somebody so that I'll be less busy. So, yeah. you know, you're kind of like, there's no way out almost. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I love your advice where you say like, Hey, let the 20% least important things, let them go for a little bit and, and, yeah. and, you know, focus on getting some help so you can get stuff off your plate. So that, because that's the only way to move forward. Otherwise you're always going to be stuck in that hair on fire position. Right. And it's not going to feel good. Like it's not going to feel good to let some fire burn and you know, it's a fire there and it's burning. But something, if it's not going to kill you, don't let it, don't let the fire burn that's like, <laughs> like going to kill you, you know, and kill the business, put out those fires. The other ones were like, it's not going to kill your business for like a, a month, <laughs> you know, like use that time, you know, to get to, to get yeah. yourself down the road, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. And, you know, what I noticed in uh, a lot of our, our students is that just like you said, they feel uncomfortable letting some of those fires burn because they, they, they like everything to be perfect, which is kind of, it's, it's very hard to build. A, it's very hard to build a business if everything has to be perfect. Right. It's a great to build a GPA. Uh, it's great to build like, you know, some things like, you know, in school. Um, but to build a business, things aren't going to be perfect. It's going to be messy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
That's been my experience. That might not be everyone's experience. My experience is sometimes like you look back at five years down the road and it's like, wow, look at this beautiful thing that we built. But like during that whole five years, it's like messy, just like scrapping and like building and, you know, and that's just kind of, and that's okay. That's just how it is. That's a, that's the journey. You know, that's, that's part of the game. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? What do you think about the, uh, the, you know, this, how, how this stands versus kind of the other financing options out there. And what, what are you seeing kind of uh, some of your students and people kind of, you know, using to grow their portfolio? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the solution that you're offering, what's great about it is that it's fast and it's, you know, it's accessible, right? I mean, a lot of, a lot of students in our community, they run into this problem. Like, well, how do I find funding? Like what, like, I don't know anybody who's rich. I don't have any connections with, you know, hard money lenders because there's no, there's no marketplace where you can go and you can, you know, choose your hard money lender and, you know, create a deal. It's, it's just not very, it's just hard. It's not very, most people are not naturally connected to those people. So then it's, it's a big question mark. It's like, well, where do I find money? Right. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I mean, there are sometimes like opportunities pop up and you know you need you need some money to take advantage of it and you know if you don't have those connections then it's almost like you know you have you have no chance almost so that's what i think is awesome about uh about your platform and it's it's innovative is the right word it's innovative i love innovation i love i mean sharing economy is all about innovation it's all about disruption right so i think you guys fit right in there yep and historically big banks their business innovation doesn't work in their business model uh, in terms of like, you know, they, they, because, you know, they're big and they have a big platform and they have to do the things that fit in the box. Uh, and that's why we exist. So, so to help build innovation and in to help fund innovation in the built environment. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the other thing, uh, just a quick personal experience uh, that kind of relates to this as well is uh, I moved to the US in end of 2008. And I remember, you know, when the real estate market crashed, I was interested in potentially buying like a condo in, in Miami or something, because those things were, you know, they were so cheap compared to, you know, a few years before that. So mm-hmm. I actually went to the bank and I tried to get a mortgage um, to buy one of those condos. Now I had, uh, you know, I had, I had some savings in, in the bank account at the same bank. I think I had about 75% of the purchase price of the home that I wanted to get a mortgage for. Mm-hmm. And they turned me away right away because they said, I, I don't have a credit score or my credit score was low because I just moved. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hold on a second. Like, you know, I, you can see, you can see my income, right. Over the last few years, I have like 75% of the, the value of the mortgage. I have actually in cash in your checking account, right here at this bank and you yeah. don't want to give me a mortgage yeah you know and and i thought it was frustrating so that's why that's why i love like you know services that that you're offering or similar services where it's like hey let's empower the individual who who doesn't you know have the connections or doesn't have doesn't fit the profile of the of, of the banks exactly exactly i mean all kinds of crazy things are going it's around the same time frame you'd have banks that are have lent on a cash flowing property. The property they've never missed a mortgage payment is still cash flowing. I mean, it might be not cash flowing as well, but it's still cash flowing. 
But because the valuation went down, you're going to go and, and force these people into to default, force them to put up more collateral. Like, they, you know, this the way that banks operate uh, is, you know, it's just there are better ways. And we yeah. want to be we never want to be that tone deaf, you know, to the to the operator and to what's going on there. Like, you know, we want to be like a partner. We want to see what you see and like in and be able to be a capital provider that empowers you and can look at it in like, you know, in me, like when I first started out in the business, no one lend to us either. We were buying it. We were like, we had a manage, we were buying a property, an apartment complex. It was the same management company going to be managing it. You know, we were going to be buying it. It was cash flowing. We had the equity to put up the down payment and they wouldn't give us the loan until we got like a, a, a co-signer and everything with a, who had the amount of money that the mortgage was in their bank account. Now, you know, we, we want to allow people's performance to speak for themselves. And if you can show a track record that you perform, that your property performs, to me, that should be the way that you're judged. Yeah, 100%, man. Awesome, dude. Well, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. And just uh, just before we leave, let's uh, let's uh, drop that uh, URL one more time where people can uh, find more information and apply. Yeah, mynectar.co. That's M-Y-N-E-C-T-A-R.co. Mynectar.co. Go to the website, apply there. You know, feel free to you know reach out directly to me or to Brittany if you have any questions. Uh, you know, we get a lot of inbounds, so like we you know we'll. we'll get back to you as quick as possible, but mynectar.co, go on, online. You can get an instant quote uh, or instant estimate. We'll give you a quote within 48 hours. Have your ducks lined up. Uh, we have capital ready to deploy. And we love to empower experienced professional entrepreneurs. So we love to see, see, see those people and love to see you grow. Uh, let, us, let us know how we can be part of your story. Awesome. Awesome, man. All right. Well, that's it, man. Thanks. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on. And I'm uh, super excited to, uh, you know, to see how, how you guys are going to disrupt this industry. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for the invite. It was a great conversation. And thanks to the listeners. On Friday, of course, I will be back together with Eric. We'll do our regular Friday episode. And next week, I'll be back with a interview with a host or a short rental professional. So we'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. I really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Airbnb and building your short-term rental business, then go ahead and register for our upcoming training. It will take place on Thursday, February 3rd at 1 p.m. PST. The training is called More Listings, Higher Profits. And you can grab your free seat at www.strlegends.com. Now, we also invited some seven bigger Airbnb hosts to join us on the training and answer your questions live. So these are people that are running over 100 units. These are absolute rock stars in the short-term rental space. So really unique opportunity to learn from the best. Uh, so again, just grab your seat at strlegends.com slash register. Hope to see you on the training this Thursday. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.